Do you want to connect with the gifts of your soul and embark on a spiritual path that has meaning for you? Become your own mystical muse with the help of Elena Chapman in this illuminating podcast. Listen in on thought-provoking conversations that will help you discover meaning and fulfillment in this chaotic and harsh world by blending modern scientific understanding with the teachings of ancient sages and spiritual masters. Conversations that will help you find your special gifts and gain insight into the spiritual world's countless advantages are coming your way. And they promise to be enjoyable, open, and free of judgment. Let's start this enlightening journey with your host, Elena. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Mystical Muse podcast. And this is a place where we explore our spirituality and we see how how similar we are in so many ways in our spiritual growth, in our desires, in our wanting to attain um, higher inspiration and divinity and everything else that we want. And so it's a wonderful place for us to commune and to talk and to, yeah, see how similar we are, but also how different we are. <laughs> yes. And that's what's the really so cool. It's, it's a very unique way of looking at things, you know, and, and to understand that we are both similar and not. And it's nice, it's nice, it's that uniqueness that gives the universe its flavor. And it's very important for us to keep that uniqueness. But right now, I would like us to just start this show out with just closing our eyes for a second, breathing in nice and deep down into that beautiful abdomen and letting it out gently. And then thinking, what am I really grateful for today? What is it that I just really have to say thanks? And say it. I will let you know I'm thankful that tomorrow I leave to see my youngest son in his first year of college. And I know it's going to be a safe trip. I know I'm going to enjoy that time listening to music in the car. Thank the universe for that wonderful moment that I can be with myself and then celebrate a whole weekend with my son. What is yours? Doesn't that feel good? And that vibration just went right up there into that divinity. And everyone up there says, yes, we can make that happen. Yes, we can. Now, I have a guest for you today. And this is going to be a very interesting show because we're going to zero in on some things. You know, as spirituality grows and people, more and more people are starting to get on to this, this feeling that they want that, they want to wake up. They want to enlightened they they there's so much going on in this world right now and they're trying to grab hold of something right and we're getting a little bit of some things are starting to get kind of murky 
like words that we used to use and we all knew what they meant. Now we don't know what they mean. <laughs> Everybody is borrowing words from so many ways. And also we're bringing in dogmas. You know, we left something with tons of rules and then we're bringing it into the new practice. Why are we doing that? So we're going to be talking about a lot of these kinds of things that are happening in our world today. And I have a wonderful guest who's right on the pulse of it all. And I'm so happy. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about her. And I got to read. So my eyes are going to go over here for a minute. All right. So first of all, her name is Rachel Jane. All right. And she is, you're going to love her, first of all. She's an author of a new release called Unshakable Inner Peace. Ah, we love that. <laughs> Get off the mental and emotional ro roller coaster for good. And she's also the founder and CEO of the Awakened School that helps conscious entrepreneurs find inner peace and outer purpose. She's the creator of the Art of Feminine Presence trainings that are held worldwide by Rachel Jane and over 300 certified teachers already. All her work is about spiritual awakening and awakening your impact in this world. And with that, I would like to bring on Rachel. Hello. Hello, Elena. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you on. I know we've been trying to get this organized for such a yeah. time and finally it's here. Yes. <laughs> so I am so excited. I would like to um, start right off the bat. You know, everybody has their own unique story of, of why they looked, you know, when was that moment when you said, there's got to be more? There's, this, there's got to be more than what people are telling me. There's got to be more than this mundaneness. This, what, you know, what, when was your moment? What was it? Yeah, it was, it was pretty early. It was in my mid-teens. I thought I was going to be a nun. I thought I was off to spiritual <sighs> leadership as my career, maybe at 13, 14, 15, and, um, well, the Aussie male stopped me with that. I grew up, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to be a Catholic nun. Uh, but, but it was hard. Least, it's hard. Yes. But you it was know. at least, it was at least pointing me to the only thing I knew back then because I grew up Catholic. Right. Um, me too. Irish and lived in Australia oh. and a lot of Irish Catholics in Australia. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think it was. Like usually when we end up doing something, it showed us signs earlier on. It just kind of showed us the only sign it could. And so that that's what happened. But then I think the first time I saw someone on TV talking about personal development, it was a guy in Australia. I was living there at the time, Michael Domenko Rollins, I think is his name. I might be butchering that. Oh, that I don't name. know. I'm He's, you know, yeah, in Australia, yeah. He, well, was was at the time, and he would have TV commercials, and I remember still to this day the first time he had this TV commercial, and he would say, "Do you ever wonder why you create your own reality the way you do?" And I must have been under eighteen, and I remember like, you know, slinking up to the TV, going, "Yes, I do. I do think about that." 
And that was good, but it was difficult as well because most of my 17, 18-year-old friends are just drinking and smoking pot, and I'm very interested in spirituality at that time. So I go along trying to find my way with it, and I think the the piece that really solidified and made me find a community that I could actually connect with was, mm-hmm. and again, I was still in Australia at this time, so we're talking before 2000. Um, I started watching Oprah when she just started bringing all of her people on. She would show up at four o'clock in the afternoon in Australia time. And I was hooked. Gary Zukov, Ayamla Van Sands, like all of those people. I was like, what is going on in, in America? Like you don't have this anywhere in Australia. And that started my love affair with, well, Oprah and all those people and America because that was they were having that conversation and spirituality and the conversation about it. So I started a Seed of the Soul group back in the day when Gary Zukov, Seed of the Soul book, I think I've read it 10 times and marked it all up, started thinking, oh, maybe I have some friends to do that. So this is all in my mid-20s and younger yeah. Yeah. that it was happening. And then the it's it's been a love affair ever since with spirituality it's- and her potential. It's interesting. I think we're all born sort of knowing, you know, that there is something about us and, and I was uh, that way, but, but I think, yeah, it really, I took more hold of it like you did, except I went in with um, Wayne Dyer. I was just amazed by what he was saying. And he, and I was a big PBS baby. I, we watched a lot of that. So he was always on there. And so then, yeah, I saw him come on there with his bare feet and all so free. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh. And also, I don't know what, uh, for you, I found that there were so many people. I was a very independent soul. Okay. And I was always, I always had that uh, optimism, that happiness. I thought I could do things, but I really didn't understand why other people didn't feel that way. And I uh, didn't understand why other people were always trying to make it hard for me (laughs) when I thought it should be so easy. And that's, that's kind of, I think a lot of us, I don't know if you felt that way because we're so young. We know that we can accomplish things. We know that if we haven't been pushed down too hard, but then it's it's right when 18, 17, 19, when you have to make the decisions in your life, that's when everybody says, oh, you got to have that back, back plan just in case it doesn't work. You really right. got to really, do you think that's going to make money? You really need to think about something that makes money and you yes. really need to, how are you going to, and, and they start coming down on you and you're saying, wait a minute, I can do anything, right? <laughs> I think I do relate to that. I think that there was a natural, like I can do it. I don't think I was off the charts with that though. Like, oh, right. big dreams and all right, that. Like right. someone told no, me I my life. Yeah. yeah, but just kind of this natural, I can do that. I can and do I, it. I was blessed with a great mom and dad. So that helped a lot, not have to be like I'm coming down with like, oh, you can't do that. I, I kind of blasted my mum's expectations of me going down the you know the the corporate route or the the yes. mainstream route early because yeah. I was a singer so I said you know I quit so was I. 
you know, oh really yeah yeah I quit university I said I'm gonna sing I'm gonna perform I need I need to do something fun and she was like what, what? And pretty quickly I was making good money from it so she was yeah. like okay okay that's that's fine and since after that I think she trusted me that I'll find my way I'll find Same my here. way um, but in yeah. Australia it was less so you know you can't do that it was more so um if you can you've got to be very humble don't think you're good better than anyone don't think that you are awesome like you know I always joke when I'm giving a speech when I came to America I was hearing all these people say you're awesome and I'm awesome and I was mortified I was like you cannot say that because you get your head cut off because I had my head cut off many, many times from people when I was excelling a little bit or I was talking about spirituality, it was like, who do you think you are? Wow. So I had to get past that piece. And I think everyone yeah. can relate to it to a certain degree, but it was pre- it was very strong growing yeah. up and all through my 20s and even early 30s, I then started recreating it because once you got a pattern going, it often recreates in relationships. So it it took me, gosh, really to my mid thirties, maybe late thirties to even start wrestling and re- reconciling this kind of forced humility that I would try to put on because I didn't want anyone to think that right. I thought I was up myself and, and that was stopping me as well. I mean, how can it you does, it does stop that, you know, I'm, yeah. no, I'm no one, I'm no one when you're Especially. trying to be someone. When you have to be someone in order to get anywhere and, and singing, especially if you're, you know, a woman is very competitive, you know, in a lot of ways I was in the, I did the classical. And so, gosh, there's 200 women auditioning for one role where there's only three men for the tenor. Right. So you just, uh, you had to think you were something or you would just not even make it through the audition. You didn't have the confidence. Yes. And that is, so it is, that is a funny game to play because uh, you can't stay too humble. And then when you're too humble, you become critical of yourself too a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. And we are taught to be critical of ourselves and every culture. And it's just a very interesting. And that's one of the things I think when people say there's got to be more, that's the one thing they're trying to, to beat uh, that that self-criticalness, that not loving oneself, not even understanding oneself truly. You know what I mean? I really yeah. think that is the biggest thing that people say, there's got to be better than this. And I don't even think they know it at first, but right. they, they think it's the toxic relationship. They think it's the tox, uh, the job that they hate. They think it's whatever else out here, but really it's, it's what we're doing to ourselves. Right. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. So, all right. So you got a good start on your, your spiritual journey. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, you got into all this awakening and really you started getting really into it um, from the self-improvement to, to really starting to understand spirituality and I wanted to talk because you've been in it for a little while now, right? So have I. Mm-hmm. And when, okay, we're seeing now there's a surge. People are really starting to look and people are looking for a better way. And because the world right now is in chaos, they've got to grab hold of something. Yeah. 
and they're finding that religion isn't answering their prayers. And here in America right now, um, there's a distrust in the religion because we've had so much um, pedophilia, you know, or people who we trusted and they are um, not, they're just not right. They're, they're, yeah. they're hurting the young. And I remember I grew up Catholic too. And I remember I left, I was very active in Catholicism, actually in music. I was in every religion, but my own religion I was. And when I had kids, I have three boys. I brought them to church, right? Thinking, okay, it's a good basic start. And, and I like that. And then they can grow from there. Well, when my um, oldest was going through confirmation, they spent the weekend at the church. That was their confirmation thing. And um, I was newly divorced. Uh, being in music, I had a lot of gay friends, right? In drama and everything. Just that whole scene. That's, that, those were my friends. And they started questioning. And my little boy, who wasn't so little, it was 13 or 12, he started saying, well, wait a minute. No, that's not right. My mom has gay friends and they're all really confident in themselves and they love themselves and 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 my mom's divorced and I don't think she's going to hell, right? He started bucking what they were telling right, him. Right, right. Well, what they did was they separated him from the rest of the group for the rest of the weekend. They put him in a room with three people that I don't even like to uh uh teach him to to reorganize his thoughts what do they call that <laughs> indoctrination <good>. yeah <laughs> brainwash mm-hmm. <laughs> and really they zeroed in on him i was furious mm-hmm. and also one of the gentlemen that they had in there um he shouldn't have even been in there i know him i taught you know, I was teaching and I thought, and I went in when I found out and I was furious. And from that point on, we left. Yeah. I just thought if I, you didn't yeah. even call me, you did yeah. not call me. And so that's what I think people are starting to see. Mm-hmm. They're starting to not trust, but here's the thing. So now they're opening up into something different, a new spiritual way. The words are getting murky. The word, the biggest word, and you use it in the right way, the uh, or what I so-called deem the right way, right? What's right? But this awakening, awakening, it is now, if I say awakening here where I am and I'm out in public, then I get conspiracy theories up to wazoo. I once even saw a man who thought he was in spirituality, but he was just listening to someone who said they were in spirituality, talking about the awakening. And it was all about um, the, the, how the government was cheating us over and this and that. It, was, it had nothing to do with spirituality, but he thought he was so spiritual. And then when things didn't come true in that, he lost all faith in spirituality. Do you see? It's kind of dangerous because it's being well, used wrong. Exactly. It's it's reductionistic. That's what's the problem because they're putting everything into the same bucket. So and and this this is really important for people who may not be into, you know, kind of the the 
very out there conspiracies, but even people who've just been on a grounded spiritual path for a long time is they misunderstand that personal development or the personal development work that we do is very different to spiritual development. Oh, no, 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 no. If I just get my mindset better and I just, you know, do this and I, I get my beliefs down, then I'm going to be more. I raise spiritual. my vibration. I raise yeah. my vibration. Then I'm going to be more spiritual. And actually that's a different that's thing. It. Yeah. Right. And so then you look at government. It's, and- it's the, it's the beginning of the door opening just a little bit. You know what I mean? Everybody has to go through that manifestation, you know, and, and, and I call it the manifestation, the, that was all self-improvement. And that is just a sliver you're just opening the door on spirituality right well yeah yeah. and I think that you can keep opening the door I mean I am I have chosen to really understand and build a very strong manifestation ability in myself which I still use and will will get better and better and better at it but I don't Mm -hmm. confuse that that impulse of wanting to create through an earth suit is the same thing as spirituality and the impulse of that. And just to kind of give people an understanding of where where I'm coming from is if you think of personal development being things that you can do to create a better sense of self, right? Boundaries, sharing what you want, being able to go for what you want, great communication, being a loving person, being a service-oriented person, all those things are on the personal development side. Becoming but, a creator, right? Yeah, and spiritual, bringing it forth life. Yeah, right. Spiritual mm-hmm. development is actually about losing your sense of self. Yes. You're not. You're not Elena. You think you're Elena, but you're not Elena. And you know, and that's just such a different pull. But to be a happy human you don't need the spiritual development as much as you need the personal development. But usually then that brings people to that. Yeah, but there is something more. I know that there's, there's more peace to have. And that's why the book's called unshakable. Exactly. It's why I've called unshakable in a piece because I was stuck in the personal development realm thinking it was spirituality. Yeah. And then, and, and so I would become happier but I knew that something had not really dropped in fully that had my mind be quiet, my emotions be quiet. And so this book came through, you know, through my um, high receptivity in the moment, showing me all the traps that I was in. Even though I've been on a spiritual path, personal path for decades, it showed me all the traps that I was still in thinking that was the doorway to the mind going silent and it wasn't. And so I started doing more of those practices and very quickly the mind went silent and pretty much has stayed like that since then. And that is a very different experience than being a good person. And then, you know, there's all these things going on in your head and need to do this and need to do yeah. that. It's just. Yeah. It, it's like in the manifestation is kind of, um, you always feel like you're you have to manifest. You are you are in a track. Um, I studied with Bob Proctor and I saw it. I kind of knew it. He told me I knew Bob very well. And he, but he um it was it was more active. I call it the yang. 
the yang part of the soul, the, the masculine, it was kind of stuck in there that you always have to be creating, you always have to be serving, you always have to be. And, and that can, that is very counterproductive to peace and relaxing and understanding that it, it's all okay. You can create without feeling that you have to make it happen. And, and it comes from a deeper place and it comes from a more inspirational place and it comes from um, right. it's more organic and it's it, I just it's more of uh, it, I love it because it's from divinity. It's from you. It's your higher self. Right. So it's. A yeah. Whole world. yeah, I totally agree. The the yin and the yang. And to me, it, it what when it when it was occurring through me, yeah. it felt like an ascent. And then a descent. So the ascent was coming out of this feeling like I'm Rachel Jane and I have this to do and that to do and this is my personality and this person's triggering me or not. And I just came out and nothing was going on. Like, no, there was no friction, no resistance, no nothing. And in that place, and and that happened because I was very in my yin for... About five days straight is is what did that. So the yin pulled me up to um, be able to see who I was not. And that I felt like had to stay in the yin and not push for quite some time, like probably a year where I really just wanted to stabilize that because spiritual awakening had happened to me before, the experiences but then it would keep contracting back of no, yes. I'm Rachel Jane. And I yeah, really yeah. didn't want it to contract back. So I stayed in that for a while. But the descent that happened, which a lot of people freak out about, is if I'm going to really live with unshakable inner peace, am I going to not want to do anything? Or am I going to not want to, you know? And I didn't want to do much for a while right. because right. I was really in such a blissful, ecstatic place for a long time. And so it is to stay there. It is a place. I mean, just kind of take that for a minute, because I don't think most people even understand what that is. And it and a lot I've, I've I, you know, I watch a lot of what people say on TikTok and all the other wonderful. There goes the camera. We're shaking it up to wazoo. Um, I watch and I hear them talk about this um this place of doing nothing and is it real and what why and and now you're going to feel like is life even worth living i i never when i enter that space when i lifted out of all the yang i really i didn't feel like like things weren't worth it i just felt like I was suspended and I could see so clearly yeah and it felt like nothing was really real and but I was okay with that and I didn't feel I guess maybe it's my personality maybe you felt the same way I don't know I felt if nothing is real then I can do anything I want (laughs) well the way I I see it relax and just it'll come yeah, yeah the way I see it is you had already had an awakening of the heart energy. Yeah. You very had good. that. So I when did. people come into an uh, into an awakening experience where they realize that they are no one, they're nobody, 
even beyond a soul, it is freeing. But if they haven't had an awakening of the heart, the mind will very quickly snap back in and go, well, what's the point? If I'm nobody, what's the point? So it's just one part of it. It's fine that people do that. And to really drop further into your body and into, um, I mean, your whole vertical core is so important because a lot of people I see now that they've got, have had awakening of the heart, but they haven't really had an awakening of the gut center. So they keep trying to control certain things. Yes. Keep trying to, you know, look and, and there's levels to it. I mean, I can very much relate to that. Like, what was I trying to control? And as it, you know, sloughs off more is then the next piece and the next piece. And that's more of the gut going, you know, no, I don't, I don't want to let go um, because who am I? So it's, yeah. it's, it's a continuous yeah. journey, but I, I just want to make the point of the descent. Right. Go like, yes. you know, I'm up here and I'm splissing out like Elena does and all that. Like <laughs> what happens Is at some point when you have fully allowed that you're nobody, Mm -hmm. the descent will start happening and you'll feel like you want to do more than you've ever done before. And that's what happened to me for sure. I have worked and done more in the last 18 months than I ever thought possible um, and I was a hard worker beforehand. I was quite mm-hmm. yang beforehand, but it's it's like from different eyes. I mean, just to give people context, we have renovated an old church building in the last year, a full gut oh to make God, an event awesome. center. I've got my new third book coming out. I run a multi-million dollar company called the Awaken School. I'm on the road many, many days of the year. Like I am not just sitting home going, but yeah. that coming in has has made me back into the yang. But I'm I see that the eyes are different. I'm seeing with the eyes of the infinite, not the eyes of Rachel Jane Groover. And so exactly. what happens is prior there was so much resistance to it. That's why it feels forced, yang, but forced. Now I can go into my yang, but there's no resistance to anything. And so, so much more can happen and just, you know, if you're listening to this, you can, you can come into that, but there has to be a period where you're willing to relax and receive and be in your yin um, for this change of the guard to happen, the changing of your eyes and how you see the world to happen. In the yang, in the yang. Because and the yin, and the yin. And, and the, the yin, because I'm sure you see a lot of yeah. feminine this and feminine that and oh, feminine yeah, yeah, yeah. this, but it's still, they're not, they're seeing with their own, I'm Rachel Jane teaching the art of feminine presence versus. No, that's so true. I'm in my yin. Yeah. Not being yeah. someone. But that's, it is being in the yin, but being lifted out of everything it's being in the yin not observing the yin not just taking parts of the yin it is being in the yin totally and that i think is what you're saying and that is where you get yeah and i have stepped back i'm in the where i am in my journey right now is in that place of just 
observing. I am in that very place. I have, I've done this twice though. You know that? Um, and each one brings me, the first time I did it, it brought me two worlds. And I kind of live between two worlds. But what I'm looking for now, I think, is uh, basically just totally being there. Uh, just for a little while. I I broke my arm. I smashed it, okay? Went through a lot of hell with that. And, and it just forced me to have to sit back. And so since, and I moved to this incredible place that is peaceful, which I was totally guided to. Um, you know, just the, between the dream of how it would feel, everything. And it is so peaceful. It's like another world. It is Incredible. So the universe is saying, Elena, hey, it's time for you to slow down because it's time for you to discover another place. So I have been letting go. I have been letting go of everything for a little while. I mean, I want to see where I'm going with this. I'm letting it just right. take a shape. You know right. what I mean? Right, exactly. I am, and I am finding that right now, and I'm freaking my team out, <laughs> tell you, be quite honest, that I am really just kind of, it'll get done. Just let me, leave me alone right now. I'm. It'll get done. You can carry this on. I'm just going to be right up here for a little while. I just need to, there's... I need more time. I need yes. more time. That's where I'm at right now. Yes. And yes. everybody's saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, for people who are hearing this yin and the yang, um, another word that could be really helpful is receptivity and being receptive. And I know on the manifestation conversations and personal development conversations, we all hear, you know, got to be in the receptive place, got to be in the receptive mode. And I get a lot of people at our trainings have done a lot of law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, who I love, yeah. you know, love all that. of that, but they're coming and they're not the best manifestors and they have not manifested in a piece, but they've been listening to this stuff for a decade. So what's going on? And what I see is people don't actually understand what being in receptive place is. They'll think it's slowing down and journaling and, you know, reading and right. just kind of softening, which is all amazing. It is true. Yeah. But, but to be receptive to the moment is yeah, a yeah. very high energetic space to be in is to be receptive to another person receptive to the room you're in receptive and as soon as we get receptive like perfect sun on a perfect temperature day and we're like you know sinking into our veins that sun we're so receptive in that moment it opens us people haven't created a life where they can be receptive and so they'll go to be quiet or they'll go to the beach or they'll go to but they don't, they're still not being receptive. No. Yeah. And when this book came through, that was saying over and over and over again, you're not being receptive. You think it's this little thing like gratitude. Oh, just be receptive or just be grateful. But let's go into it and feel actually how opening it is. And so I did that through writing the book and, and for five days. And it was the receptivity that created the ascent it created that 
blowing the mind open wasn't about manifesting anything it was not being that receptive so I just thought I'd put that in if anyone's like yin yang I like it just be receptive to be receptive yeah Yeah. well and be receptive to whatever comes you know that's basically what it is we are very reactionary we feel we have to be reactionary I think that's what puts us back down you know where we're not receptive anymore or in the yang or however you want to define it but it brings us back down and it's that reaction we feel like oh and women we do it we we're really bad about doing that we feel we have to react to everything to even be noticed right or to state our worth or whatever or to do the caring what we seem to have been trained that we have to react to others. Right. And really that pulls us right out of it. Right. And, and because it brings in a, it, it brings in, I'm trying to define this in a better way. It brings in a lot of pre-programming and what we're supposed to do and how we are supposed to act in this world. And that grounds us. I think I explained that pretty darn good. Thank you. yeah and it does it seriously grounds us and yet uh, if we just receive you know if we just receive you find that the every time the, the the few times that i have you know the more that i do even more it just when you do something it is totally from that higher place it's even more than the heart it just it is just totally open it's not looking for a reward it's not looking for it is just pure just creating it is a such a different way of looking at things and exactly and you find that you don't the first time i really got a picture of this was with bob proctor and he triggered it. I was going through a really hard divorce and I had been fighting very hard for my kids. It was a very long, awful divorce. And um, the uh, and I remember the first time I met him, it was the very first time I met him. And he was in self-development. He was a secret, one of the guys in the secret. And um, I had to meet him because I could sense his spirituality. He was a very spiritual man, never talked about it. So somehow I got to meet him. And I remember I wanted to be so composed. I really did. But I got in front of him and I just, I just barfed up all my stuff. (laughs) I told him everything, right? And so he, because I was at that place, I needed to get it out, right? And he just looked at me and he said, let it go. Let go of the fight. Let go of all those, everything. And I, I, couldn't believe what he said. Simple letting go. But he's asking me to rise up, right? Out of it. Draw yourself out of it. Yeah. Not as high as a tool, but a beginning. And I think of the word being resistance. Let go of the resistance. The resistance. It doesn't mean let go and be a doormat for another guy. It's, no, not at all. It's just but let go of the resistance against. Yeah. And I did. I went and I called the lawyer, said, stop everything. And and the lawyer, you know, called me back because it was a Sunday, called me Monday. He says, and, I, and the freedom, the freedom I felt was phenomenal. I started to giggle 
because I was under a lot of stress, right? And it's all, I felt like 50 pounds had lifted from me immediately. Yeah. Everything lifted off. And I was just giggly and it was so weird, but I felt so good. Yes. I felt so good. And then when I got the calls that they said, we can't, it's already too far. It's already in the courts. You can't do anything about it. And I thought, oh, but I'm not letting go of this. <laughs> I have got to figure out how to keep this through the process. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the outcome of changing something. I'll, I'll let go and then the world should be make me happy. You know, because that's what a lot of times people do. I'll let go and then I'll be able to manifest better. It's still an attachment. It's still an attachment. We still are here on this planet. But but I'll tell you, I was able to just, I I talked to the universe. That's what I did. I just sat down in a meditation. I said, I want to keep this. I want to keep this way. I want this non-resistance. I don't want to try so hard. I don't, I, you know, maybe it's not meant to be. Let whatever it is. I said, really? And then it just kind of flooded me. And it said, just make it the betterment for all. Yeah. Whatever is supposed to be will be the betterment of all. Yeah. And that's how I went through the rest. And it worked out beautifully because of that. Everybody ended up somewhat happy, right? Yeah. It's what I'm trying to say is that when you are, it's, it's bigger. And that's why, that's why you want to be there. It, it is such a beautiful way of looking and creating and living in this world because it's very inclusive, even though it doesn't feel it. It's extremely inclusive of it. You just see all. And it is, it is a place that I just want to be more and more in. And I am now even more in. It's getting more and more, which I just love. And it, I think people don't always understand. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not about creating. It's not about all the psychic gifts, although those will come because you're opening up everything. But that's not what it's about. It's no, not right, about. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Very interesting. And, you know, energy work is really important in this too because if you're trying to be more receptive and you have a closed throat chakra, you know, you're not going to be able to be as receptive as I can be or the heart or the womb space, as I like to call it in Art of Feminine Presence. So we do a lot of somatic work as well and energy works to create this vertical core being very, very open to receive more of yeah of the life force of the divine force um and i and i find like when people are working on these three kind of the trilogy of transformation things change faster and one is spirituality of course that is i'm not a self um but the psychology being the second so understanding you know maybe is there any enneagram type or like how does their psychology actually work that gets them in the blind spots that they're in. That's why we call them blind spots. And it's the psychology piece. Because if they're only just meditating and being connected to God in whatever they call that, it doesn't, it creates a lot of dysfunction. I'm sure we've all met a lot of spiritual people who don't do their inner work and they're very dysfunctional people. Right. So there has to be the psychology, but the somatic piece 
is what most people miss. And it's why they keep kind of having little experiences of it. And then it snaps back into resistance. And then they have another experience of it. And then they're like holding on too tight again. And the somatic work is where am I holding these pockets of resistance in my field or in my body mm-hmm. that keep mm-hmm. knee jerking me back into resistance mm-hmm. versus receptivity. And these are all different things mm-hmm. going back to your conversation, like what is awakened mean, you know, and it's being taken in all these different directions. I would recommend for everyone to separate, not the word awakening, but separate what you are awakening to. So I can awaken. Oh, I like, that. I like yeah. That. yeah. I can awaken. We we work with a lot of business owners who are on a conscious path. And so right. we're helping them build their business, get past six, seven figures, multi-seven figures, wherever they want to go. But right. that's about awakening their impact. That's not necessarily awakening, you know, to your spirituality. So we call that awaken your impact because that's different. And but then I could say awakening spiritually and then I can say awakening personally (laughs) and then if anyone does want to awaken to the issues of government or they want to awaken to the issues of big pharma or they want to awaken to the issues of health and wellness and how we have been sold a wrong bill of goods over the last 20 Mm -hmm. 30 years that's different to awakening your business and awakening spiritually where I think that's what you're seeing like I'm awakening, but no, awakening is just, I'm seeing with new eyes. And, you know, I had my awakening around health and big pharma many decades ago. I am a health nut. I am a, um, so I saw what was going on with this whole pandemic thing pretty early on of where it was trying to lead and money and all of that. Um, But it wasn't because I was spiritually awake. I was awake to issues of lobbyists yeah, and all of that. So we just keep them separate. And I want to awaken, see new eyes to all of the areas that matter most to me. I awaken in my relationships. I awaken in my, you know, peace. And, you know, it's only when we, that people get dysfunctional about it and they yeah. they stop growing they stunt because they've got they're in the wrong they think they're in one class and they're in another class yeah I'm, I'm gonna get better at math but they're sitting in English the whole time how are you <laughs> gonna get better at math <laughs> isn't that the truth oh my god well um, yeah I, I think I agree with you totally on this it's a, a very and I love how the way you put it what is next in your own spiritual journey yeah, so I feel, what was that? I said, do you see anything? Do you feel like, I, sure. I feel we are always evolving. We never stop. Absolutely, but absolutely. Know, yeah, so where, what is yours? I would say there's two things there, and I, I would call it in, in two words. One is stabilizing and one is curiosity. So I, this happened about four to five years ago now. The story's in the book. And it really has been the most life-changing thing to have unshakable inner peace while I am doing a lot and I have a lot of high stakes things going on. And I want to stabilize that. So that means um, any of these pockets of resistance, which thankfully there really isn't many if I find one, 
okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work through the resistance and stabilize that. So I'm not in this place anymore of going, you know, I'm happy that I'm not, and I'm happy I'm not. That's why I call it get off the mental and emotional roller coaster for mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So there's a stabilizing of that, but, and, and that's, that's happened very, very well. So there's the curiosity because there is always a new portal yeah. of the thing. And I don't know what's through the next portal. I don't have a teacher who has gone through the next portal. Right. I don't, no one's talking about the next portal because most people are struggling to get through this portal if I'm right. not, I'm, I'm nobody and I am right. an earth suit called Rachel Jane Groover. So right. I'm really, really curious and real and, I, and really, really open. I get a lot of information through writing this book, which is coming out soon, um, mm-hmm. is a trilogy. And so the second book was The Stabilizing Journey and the third book, um, is only just started. And I think that's what's going to happen. In that's the right. third book yeah. is the curiosity of what happens next. I think, you know, yes. And I, I do feel that that's, that's a good way to be on the journey. I think your teachers will come in, yes. in, in, in a higher realm. Yeah, not necessarily here. I in think we, yes. yeah, because we, we, Let's face it, we we have a lot of teachers that have not ascended as high. You know, we're stuck in the peace. <laughs> we're stuck with just getting peace. And that's, um, if every time I tune into people, it's, it's more either uh, self-development or it is peace. And nobody talks about going through that next door. Uh, they don't even talk about totally separating and then having you know, just letting go of all resistance. And that's, right. you know, they, they don't. Passive. No. It, yeah. But you're entering the world of, of, you know, true, true masters. And that's where I'm going to, you know, the true masters. And within myself, it's not that we're masters of the world, but, but we right. are, you're, you're heading. And I think that's exactly where I'm starting to head more. I love I literally do live within two worlds. What I want to do is just immerse myself in more of one than the other. And it's not this one. <laughs> I need to tell you folks. But I think that's where I am. Uh, it, it's not that I want to escape. That's not what I'm doing. Right, right. What I, I want to gain the, it feels like home. And I want to bring home here. Absolutely. That's yes. what I'm looking for. Yes. And I think that's where you are. Yeah. I say your math. All the teachers are on the other side. Yes. <laughs> You're forging the way. That's that's what we're doing. And yeah. I think it's a good place to be because then in some ways, I think it's unique for every person. Yeah. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. And and you're getting to a place where it's very unique. And when, um, yeah, when you find it, you'll be able to teach it. But everybody has to do it their own way, too. Totally. It'll be interesting. Yeah, you're on a great journey. And I love the things that you have accomplished. How can people find you if they are looking and uh, the website, uh, where, where should they look? I think the awakenedschool.com is probably the easiest. Um, you can see, you can become a free member of the Awakened School. We do a lot of master classes and different things over the years. And sometimes we do scholarships for our big events and retreats. So it's definitely worthwhile being on that list and that community. 
Um, we have a, a really great conscious entrepreneur Facebook group called the Awaken School as well. If anyone is, you know, a healer, coach, consultant, or even, I mean, we have lawyers, realtors, but they're, the thing that's the same about us all is we are deeply spiritual and understand that business is a spiritual practice and we can use our business to, you know, awaken in that way. Um, and then I'm on all the platforms, not TikTok. I haven't got on TikTok yet, but uh, on all of the other platforms, YouTube, and if you want to do some binge watching. And um, the, whenever this comes out, the uh, the unshakable inner peace may or may not be on Amazon yet, but it will be on our website. So you can go to theawakenschool.com. We're doing a launch uh, this week as we record for just our inner circle and community for the Awaken School and do a book club, and then we'll do a big launch of it next year. Nice, 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 nice. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you It's on. been such a pleasure <laughs> to have you, yeah, to be on and just have you yeah. have such great questions and hear more about your story as well. Good, Good. well, same here, same here. Yeah. Who knows, our paths may cross again, you know? Probably, I, my I sense is maybe, yes. So there's something. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. for everyone out there, you know, like I said, our spiritual journeys, wherever you are in your spiritual journey is amazing. It's amazing that you are just starting. It's amazing that you're growing. It is that you are doing it. Our souls are here for their own lessons. And we fight it all the time. When you start opening up to your spiritual journey, you actually work in harmony with your higher self, your soul. So wherever you are on that path, pat yourself on the back. Seriously, you're in an incredible place. And all the stuff that you learn today is either something you can aspire to or look forward to or just let it rest, right? That's what it's about. It's just gaining more awareness in yourself, which is a cool place to be. Check out ElenaChapman.com for all the new things that we are doing on the website. But if you liked this show, share it out there. If you know someone who is having trouble on their spiritual journey, share it out there. Let's, let's spread some love, huh? And I'll look forward to talking with all of you again next week. Namaste, my beautiful souls. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let everything you take away from this conversation strengthen the inner compass that will lead you to a life of greater meaning. For more episodes that will take you deeper into yourself and bring you closer to the gifts of your soul, visit elenachapman.com. Learn to manage today's society full of meaningless distractions, unchecked chaos, and deep societal divide with the help of your mystical muse, Elena. That's it for now. 